Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? All right, this week, going to go, because it's the end of summer, I didn't make it to any of the fairs, corn dog, some mustard, and a nice cup of fresh lemonade to go with it. Sounds fantastic. Welcome to Half the Distance Live podcast. As always, I'm Matty Fax, joined by Scottathan Statton, a.k.a. Scotty Stats, Brian the Professor, and the great Skunk Hunter has rejoined us. Skunk Hunter. After a weekend of frivolity in the city of brotherly love where they throw batteries at people during games and snowballs at Santa. A lot of fun this past weekend, watching a lot of really great games that unfortunately came to a halt. Unless you were fans of the winning teams on Monday night, because while those winning teams fans are quite happy, not what I would call great games. Just complete ass whoopings. Uh, start off with the Bills. Uh, you know, in the first quarter, if you just if you just stopped watching at the 5 minute and 23 second mark of that, you'd think, boy, 7-7, that game must have been amazing. It's going to be a hell of a game. Ah, 41-7 later, um, <laughs> the Bills demolished the Titans. The Titans are searching for answers on both sides of the ball. Um, I don't honestly know. I, I, it can't just be the fact that A.J. Brown's no longer on that team, but that offense is lacking something. Yep. They lost another offensive lineman to injury. And, you know, Derrick Henry's a massive human being that's a great runner, but if he can't get ahead of steam, it's kind of hard to really put that weight to use. He's done very little in two games so far. Like, yep. It does not look like Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, lose, losing anyone on the old line is going to affect that. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't affect it that much when you're fucking King Henry. I mean, that's just that's a huge step back for him and for that team. Yep. And uh, the Bills are pretty much doing this without really having to run the ball very much. Uh, Devin Singletary not getting a lot of carries. Zach Moss not getting a lot of carries. But Josh Allen? Yeah, I think the game plan is snap the ball, Josh Allen throw it really far, and Stephon Diggs will find it. Just yep. yes. speaking <laughs> on that, Bills... 14th best rushing offense in the league, and I right now I don't think they need to be better than that. Well, they, they, they don't right now. Uh, Josh Allen is pretty much carrying that offense as far as the rushing goes, but you know what? It works for them, so I'm not going to really judge at this point. Hey, offense is clicking. That defense is fucking stomping on people. Yep. It's a great, great team. Uh, fun little facts about Josh Allen. Got no offers out of high school. I had to go to Reedy. Reedley? Reedley, I think it was. Reedley Junior College in California. Uh, and then when he left there, only Wyoming offered him a, uh, a scholarship, which he turned into being drafted number seven and now is arguably the best quarterback in the league. So, yeah. you know, sometimes they miss, though, because, I mean, Cooper Cup, Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. only place that offered him. Like, some of these players fall through the cracks. They continue to work at their craft, become better, and end up being absolutely phenomenal yeah. players. The, the Not everyone's a five-star. The, the trajectory doesn't have to be, you know, uh, uh the suitor to the Mannings, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't have to have that pedigree behind you. Uh, you don't have to spend two hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars on a single recruits visit weekend like UT did for for Arch Manning. You you don't have to. Apparently, you just get a you get a video clip of uh, Josh Allen dropping bombs and say, "Why the fuck not?" Yeah, just send it to a thousand schools. Yeah, yeah. see what happens. <laughs> I mean, listen, they did a they did a, from what I remember. I don't think they spent that much money, but I think uh, UT. Uh, did a lot to try to attract Chris Sims to play there, and that worked out well. Said no one ever. Nope. 
Anywho, uh, the other game of the night was uh, Minnesota traveling to the City Brotherly Love, and uh, Philly said, we're just going to curb stomp you for a half, and then our defense is going to stop anything else from happening because we don't need to do anything else once we're up 24-7. to Not a single point scored in the second half. I will say the Philadelphia defense looked uh, much improved over uh, the first week against the Lions, and the Vikings offense took a huge step back huge. after playing against very well against Green Bay in Week 1. Kirk Cousins, he, he he did Andy Dalton things in prime time. Uh, just he he those two cannot win a game in prime time to save their life. This was in my mind the year for Minnesota, uh, and if it really is prime time jitters, why? After all these years, why? Yeah. You know why does this bother you now? All of a sudden, if that's the streak, and that's that's fucking with you, oh my god, like. That means like when it comes to playoffs and go you know beyond, they're fucked. Yeah, they're yeah. fucked. If, if that's if that's real, oh. I agree. I agree, and it, it it becomes a big issue because I don't know what you can can consider a playoff game as anything but being prime time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you're one of the kind of garbagey afternoon ones, mm-hmm. it's still prime time. It's the playoffs. Yes, yeah. and I I don't know how well that. Works out for them moving forward. I, I will say that I think better days are ahead for the Vikings offense. They have to learn you cannot just hyper-target Justin Jefferson. You have you have to start throwing to other pieces on that team. And they have to get running the ball. Dalvin Cook has doesn't even have 100 rushing yards on the season right now. He's one of the best running backs in the league. they yeah. got to figure out their new offense. And if Cousins is going to fold, you kind of have to rely on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He needs to have a something yep. to help him out. He cannot be the focal point where he's just desperately trying to find Justin Jefferson. Every play. It's like the equivalent of being pee shy. <laughs> you can't throw the ball when people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> Every home game they get. Turn around, guy, turn around. Blindfolds. Stop yeah. looking at me. <laughs> uh, we did have a question of is college football the best thing to watch as opposed to NFL? Now, personally, I prefer NFL. I like the pageantry and the history of a lot of the college football. Um, but I, that, I also like watching the best play. However, there's something to be said. College football, I mean, the percentages of who plays high school football versus college football down to professional football are staggering when you start to look at them. It's like 0.5% of those high school players make it to the NFL. And there's a huge portion of those college players that don't do it either. I mean, for every guy that becomes a pro bowler, you got a guy that's an accountant that's yeah. lining up across the field yeah. from him. Selling, selling vehicles at the local uh, car lot. I, but let, it, let's but it, be honest, he's trying to figure out what to do with a degree in sports management. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Sell, you know, selling cars at the car lot. Uh, but it's... Communication. Communication. <laughs> run, yeah. I think there's something fun about that gap, though. Sometimes, you know, watching, uh, watching a 60-0 you know, to zero game is, is no fun. But at the same time, just watching bombs get thrown, watching huge hits... Watching you know defense smother someone, watching just sick runs that no one can keep up with that person. There's something fun about that. It's a little circus like sometimes. Can um, be, yeah. And obviously those top programs always end up having you know top players, but there is something really fun about that, well, especially this time of year when you're outside of your division or outside of your conference. But yeah, well, I agree. I have to agree in some ways because there is something amazing about the fact that you can have Appalachian State. Get paid a million That's and a half dollars say, to go watch, play A and M. I want to watch every App State game now this season. Right, the first everyone two games I can. Were fucking awesome, <laughs> absolutely. And you know there is also something you said for the fact that some of those guys, you know, they get to their senior year, they know it's the last time they're going to play oh, football, yeah. and they will put everything they have into it, and it is fun to watch. 
I, I still I prefer watching NFL, but that's just my take. To each their own, and don't get, as I said, the pageantry and the history of the uh, these big time NCAA programs does make it kind of interesting. Like, I don't care about marching bands. I'll watch the Ohio State marching band at halftime. It's a fun little thing. It's the tradition of it is amazing. But then you know, going back to going back to Josh Allen, uh, he was no one worth watching. His first year in college, at a junior college, yeah. he didn't get recruited out of high school. So, so you know, because it's still that proving ground, I think that's what's really fun about college football is you can see those players take step forward year after year. You might see someone on, on fucking Alabama that you're like, that motherfucker's a beast and was a beast from day one. It will be a beast when they get drafted. And 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 then they go to the pros and you wow, they actually, they kind of peaked. So there's something interesting about that and following those storylines. Um, D. Milliner is going to call and want to know why you're talking about him right there. <laughs> Great quarterback for Alabama, not yeah, so much yeah. in the Bruce. <laughs> so, I, but I agree, though. Sometimes just the best of the best is the way to go. Watch, watch someone run around like like uh, you know a Madden game, you know. Kyler Murray Jaylen comes Hurts. to mind. <laughs> Kyler Murray's run. That was more like watching a toddler run around without their pants on with a mom's trying to chase after. The tiny little legs filling around. I was going to say it was kind of like watching someone play Tecmo Bowl with Bo Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Just, I want to run backwards 99 yards to then run back through your entire defense. <laughs> That's fun stuff. Speaking of people that are just the best at what they do, <clears throat> um, and I'm not saying he's the top quarterback in the league, but I would say there's definitely an argument for top five. Uh, Lamar Jackson became the fastest player to reach 10,000-plus passing yards and 3,500-plus rushing yards. Yeah, but Michael Vick did it. He did. Took Michael Vick 143 games. And Lamar Jackson did it in 59. That is unreal. So math is hard, but that's more than twice as fast, right? Indeed Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. It's almost three times faster. Uh, Almost. I just... he can throw the ball a mile, and he is usually the fastest player on now, the field. Now, I don't believe that he's going to keep that athleticism for the amount of time to hit 10,000 rushing yards in his career, but it's not unheard of. If he can maintain a long career and not burn out, you know, if he can, you know, get himself another, you know, in, in another 60 games, if he gets. 2,500 rushing yards. That would still be amazing. That's that, still amazing. That, yeah. Right, and that puts him really fucking close to 10,000 rushing yards. And Insane. I yeah. would never wish injury on anyone. I just think the way he plays, at some point in time, a safety or a linebacker is going to line him up. Because he is and, not built like Cam Newton. Right, and he's very shifty and elusive, but I just think there's going to be that one time a linebacker just lines it up right and just destroys him. And not saying like career-ending, but just... Well, that's been one of his issues yeah. so far is that, you know, because he is so active, yeah. he is getting hurt a little bit more. Yep. But I'm kind of surprised that Vic actually played 143 games. If you would have said how many games did he play... Oh, I would guess Vic played 200. Like, because he was that kind of quarterback. Mm. So if he can somehow follow mm. that health pattern, Jackson could do it. Well, know? Vic did have a couple years off where he wasn't taking yeah. any hits. So that we know of. <laughs> oh, everyone goes to federal penitentiaries in the middle of their career, right? Right? Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna discuss a little something here. Um, 
We want to talk about the most surprising winless team thus far in the NFL. Uh, as far as the AFC goes, we have the Bengals, the Titans, and the Raiders. And I guess we could also throw the Colts in there insofar as they are 0-1-1. and Yeah. Uh, and then that, the is win that is winless. That, that is. is. And then winless. the NFC, we've got the Panthers and the Falcons. Now, I am not surprised, personally, that the Falcons are 0-2. The, uh, the Panthers... I, I thought they had more of a... Yeah. It was a close game against the Browns that they lost. Um, but to me, and I, I know everyone always talks about the Super Bowl hangover, but with the amount of money the Bengals spent on their offensive line to improve that this offseason, and to thus far have Joe Burrow getting sacked, I think even more at this point in the season. Yep. What is going on there? Like the Titans, you lose A.J. Brown, you got some injuries on the offensive line. The Raiders, new head coach, new offensive the offensive scheme they're having to learn there. The Bengals have me very confused because we're talking about all the same offensive weapons, same coaching staff. What's going on there? Yeah, better line. Yeah. Well, on paper, on paper, to start the season. But, I mean, he's already on track to maybe get 60 sacks this season. You can't keep doing that, you know? So I don't think... The Bengals are the surprisingly worst team uh, because of of how great the offense was when they were sending the ball and just and you know the, the the running was great when they finished the year. It wasn't a complete year. It really wasn't. They had had to put a lot together, uh, and then to start the season, Burrow was hurt. So and, and being a young guy, he needs more of those reps out there. You know, is this what's what's holding them back? So maybe that's a part of it. Don't get me wrong; they clearly didn't fix the O line, but that was already a problem. You know, we were expecting it to get fixed. So I don't know that that's the the craziest. And maybe the offensive lineman needs some time to mesh well. I mean, right? But Lyle Collins got beat like a drum by the Cowboys. <laughs> and and for me, the Colts, well, it is a surprise, and they're trash. Uh, I didn't have as high hopes for them. I had hope, hopes for them. I thought they could have, they could have, you know, snuck in to steal the division. That could have been an interesting thing, uh, but I didn't have the highest hopes for them. To me, it's it's between the Titans and the Raiders, um, and I'm gonna go with the Titans as being the most surprising worst team because they have been steady Eddie. For years, they've they've kind of fallen apart. In the they, playoffs. they were a missed field goal away from being one and okay. one at this point. Okay. Let's be honest, and that does hurt. Yeah, yeah, against the Texans, the Giants, and the Giants. I'm sorry, the Jags. Like, so uh, I'm sorry, the Bills and the Giants for the Titans. Oh, I'm sorry, 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 Giants, sorry. Giants and Bills. Sorry, um, but like, so yeah, so the Bills you're going to get stomped on, but you should have been stomped that bad, and the Giants. Everyone has their day in the sun, but you can't get anyone moving against the Giants. I I don't know. My expectations for them were, were so much better. Then again, they are known to rise to the occasion of whatever team, and if the team isn't that very good, they play to that level. They didn't do that. They upset the Bills last year. Yep. Uh, On another Monday night game. And and so I think that's more surprising to me with the Raiders. They've got... They got some new parts and pieces. They got a new coach, um, so I, for those reasons, while I have high hopes for the Raiders and I expected them to start better, I, to me it's it's the Titans that you know. And the the other poor poor performance. I mean, when we're talking about the Bengals, Titans, and Raiders, we're talking about possible playoff teams. Yeah. Okay. 
Since 1970, only 9.5% of teams that start 0-2 have made the playoffs. Oof. So, the Titans have the benefit of playing in the AFC South, where right now Jacksonville at 1-1 is in first place. <laughs> uh, the Colts look like absolute say that, garbage. Say that one more time. Who's in first place? The Jacksonville Jaguars, um, who are looking better this year. Don't get me wrong. Um, but then you have the Colts and the Texans, both of whom are 0-1-1. So the Titans in that division, I think, have the best chance to rise as the cream of the crop in the division. Only because of the division. Only because of the division. If they were in the West like the Raiders are, and the Raiders are in a tough spot now. Yeah, yeah. Because the Broncos, who I do think their offense is going to get better throughout the year because they have a new offensive offensive scheme also, but they at least have a win under the belt. They look right marginally now. better this week. They did, yeah. um, and then you but then you got the Chargers and the Chiefs who are looking Destroying as advertised. People, yeah, um, the Raiders are in a bad spot as far as playoff push goes. Yeah, in my opinion. So, I, any I'll, thoughts? So my thoughts are: I agree with you on the Raiders thing. The most surprising team to me, though, is I would say the Titans because two year, almost two years ago, you could say Tannehill was like number a ten quarterback in the league, maybe, maybe top seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Derrick Henry was doing Derrick Henry <coughs> things, and just like you feel like if you have a pretty competent quarterback and Derrick Henry and Vrabel, who I think other than this year has been a pretty good coach, it's surprising that they've shit the bed this this hard. Thus far, I know it's only two games, but I'm going Titans. Most surprising, I can't believe they've looked this bad. Well, I, I, as far as your Tannehill remark goes, and I, I do agree, I think, listen, it's pretty easy to look like a at least top 12 quarterback yeah. when you've got the play-action passing game that you would mm-hmm. generate normally off Derrick Henry, which against the Bills on Monday night was one of their biggest issues. When you get down, I don't know, 14 21. <laughs> like, I can keep up with the score as it added up against them. You can't run the ball and run pat play oh, action off of that. Quarterback. <laughs> now we need real weapons. Wow, it's too bad we traded A.J. Brown because he wanted a contract extension for having played like a beast thus far in yeah. his career. Yeah, but what's A.J. Yeah. Brown even doing this year? <laughs> oh, just lighting it up for the Eagles. And I know this is less With his best buddy. Yeah. But the last thing I want to say about the Titans, Taylor Wan, the left tackle, I don't know. Most teams would be happy to have him as a starting left tackle. Well, he's hurt. He now. cannot. He got stay hurt on, the on field. Monday. Yeah, no, as I'm saying, he cannot stay on the now. field. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think I don't think any of us are very surprised by the Panthers and Falcons, really. I, I am a little bit about the Falcons because I thought they would be better. I was like, mm. okay, you're not a good team, but you're not garbage. And like now, like, okay, I was wrong. You are garbage. But in the games <laughs> that they've lost, they've actually been close. Now, granted, close at the end. Yeah. They yes. needed they needed garbage time to add if a closer score against the yep. Rams, but week one, uh, they had the lead on the Saints mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gave it up. That's the most Falcons thing you could do. Well, yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait were they down twenty eight to three? Not quite. Because that would be the most Falcon <laughs> things you could do. <laughs> so, I didn't have high hopes for the Falcons. You know, did they have some some positive things in the first two games? But the Panthers were the bigger one for me. You know, they could have been really, really sneaky in their division, and and maybe they could have eked out a playoff win. You know, is Baker great? No. The way that he finished the season with the Browns last year, if he brought that same energy, they had something there. They've got some serious people on the squads on the offensive side, 
it's just falling apart yeah. for them. So that's so because of that, I think they're more the worst, surprising worse than the Falcons. But come on, at some point, you know, we're flipping a coin. They also have McCaffrey, and they're not using him I, at crazy. all. Like, what are you doing? People, you know? Well, his second game, he finally got some yards, but still. But like, they barely throw him the ball. Yeah, yeah. One of his best aspects to his game that makes him such a weapon is how great of a receiver he is. Yeah. You, you, I'm, and I realize they're, they're worried because he's gotten injured the last few years, so maybe they're worried about usage. I don't know, but come on, guys. Like, DJ Moore barely has seen the ball thrown his way. Yeah. He's one of the most physically gifted wide receivers in the NFL. McCaffrey's barely, I don't know, four catches? I don't even know at this point. So I, there's just so many questions there. But again, they're both in the NFC South, where Jameis Winston, he's playing with fractures in his back. Tampa Bay, their defense is looking like Tampa Bay, but their offense is having some issues. So technically, in that division... I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but both of those teams are actually still they, alive. They still have a I, shot. I, I, yeah, yeah. Right? They could be one of those 9% teams. I know. Two makes it. I yeah. know. But, man, the <laughs> NFC South is just bad. Of course, yeah. so it's the AFC the South. So maybe, maybe maybe get out of those hot weather areas, yeah. guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, one little thing I want to talk about, and don't hear what I'm not saying. I am not saying Cooper Rush played badly. I actually thought he played very well against the Bengals. But on Monday morning, Michael Irvin started to say that he was seeing Tom Brady things from Cooper Rush. Now, I realize Michael Irvin is quite known to go for the hyperbole. Oh, yeah. Um, but, come on. The greatest quarterback of all time. He didn't get a chance to really finish what he was saying. Oh, they just started yelling at him? Because they pounced oh on him God. so bad. <laughs> and the clips that they'd pulled up, I, you can almost hear his next sentence you know he was probably going to talk about how how his vision over here or just like ability to throw uh, under duress uh, with a rush coming was, at him right there was something that he was going to say to follow up and he should have he should have started could he just say some like looking like some prime Dak prescott I, like when he's healthy like honestly to me is he, it not a better comparison he should have called out the highlights and said and said those are things that I've always appreciated in Tom Brady, so I like seeing that when a young quarterback follows that. Phrasing is key. At, right. That being said, you're trying to get that soundbite right away because you've got surrounded by people that are trying to cut you off. Nothing like this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but So I get it. I get it, but man, what a dumb thing to say. God. But like watching it, like as soon as that came out of his mouth, Phrasing. Yeah. It was like watching a live action Twitter feed. Like, you read a Twitter feed where people are fucking mm-hmm. commenting back and forth, arguing back and forth. It was just a live version of that. And, like, it was dumb that he said it the way he said it. If he would have said it the way you just said it, very different. We probably wouldn't be talking about it right now. We might have missed it. Probably. You know? Because it actually would have. <coughs> you, you're complimenting Cooper Rush. You're, you're uh, you know, all the positives about what he's done, which was, which was, which was positive. Yeah. And then, you know, I can respect that he's probably watching someone like Tom Brady and trying to fix his mechanics and blah, blah, blah. But that's boring. So, yep. you know, you start with what sounds exciting. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's talk about some streaks going on right now. And thus far, uh, our producer, Pepe, the skunk hunter, uh, not doing too well on his squeak streaks for us. He uh, predicted that the Bills would have five sacks. Not that their defense didn't show up, but they did only get two in this particular game. 
That's, uh, some that's turnovers, less than though. Five, right? It is less okay. than five. I believe it's 40% of that total. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we're going to improve that, that this week. This week, we uh, the, 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 the streak that is predicted is that Josh Allen will have more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. which is possible. Plausible. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'll say this. We definitely gave him something <laughs> worthwhile because he didn't make that pick. We made that he pick did not. for him. He did not. He was... He was at, he was the absentee producer mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday night, right. so that's why I had to go with the up, Greg. Mm-hmm. Up, Greg. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, well, I don't know the exact numbers, but Allen has something like sixty six yards rushing, and Lamar is only at a paltry one fifty six. Well, after two games, well, it was very helped out by a seventy or seventy five or seventy eight yard touchdown run he had on yeah. he had against the Dolphins, <laughs> um, and also a very fun little broken streak. Uh, on Sunday, for the first time since 2009, the Giants, the Mets, and the Yankees all won on the same day. Giants, Big Mets, New York Day. Giants, Mets, Jets, and Yankees. Oh, wow. That and the Jets, the too. Jets. Yeah. So, I forgot about the Jets. So, yeah, everyone always does. Uh, yeah, so two Jersey teams and two New York teams won on the same day. Yeah. Yeah, the Pretty Metro fun. team. Yep. Actually, big weekend for New York overall because the Buffalo Bills won on Monday, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a good weekend. In addition, Sunday was also the first time the Jets, Lions, and Jaguars had all won on the same day since 2011. I mean, I get it because, wow, those three teams have had some rough years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's pretty amazing. I think that's awesome. All right, so shall we begin our picks for this week? Yes. All right. Yes. Starting out Thursday night, and what one can only argue is probably the game with some of the worst quarterback play we're going to see all week. Uh, you leave poor Mitchie alone. I'm not even really angry at Mitch, <laughs> but uh, it's it's Mitch Trubisky versus versus the Browns with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think one thing we could all agree on is that both of them have fantastic weapons available at their disposal. Yeah. Uh, the wide receivers for for the Steelers, not yeah. to mention Najee Harris. The Browns have got Amari Cooper. They have uh, they got Kareem Hunt. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got all kinds of weapons at their disposal. Um, Cleveland. We'll just say that they had a rough last two minutes to their game on this past Sunday. So close. And uh, Pittsburgh had a rough outing against uh, New England. But these games, these interdivision rivalries, especially in the AFC North, can be quite fun to watch at times. This is such a good rivalry. I mean, they're so close, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, Emotionally. Emotionally. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, they I share got... a Tinder profile? <laughs> well, they each have a history at this point of uh, quarterbacks at least uh, being accused of uh, sexual uh, misconduct. quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a bit of a risk to take. Um, mostly, a, you know, a big fan of Tomlin. Um I, I know that TJ Watts out and that that hurts uh, Najee Harris. He's got an injury in his foot and maybe that's why he's not, you know, running like he normally does. Or maybe because they're stacking the box because Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback. But um, be. I, I, I think I like Pittsburgh a little bit better uh, just because Cleveland, even with all those tools, they're still wobbly, and I think Pittsburgh's a little more steady. And so are like they reeling a little bit from Sunday? I mean, that was a big... The last team to blow a lead like that in the last two minutes 
was actually the Browns in 2001 against my <laughs> Bears. Um, which is just one of the weirdest stats I've ever heard, but Cleveland does Cleveland things. So I'm going to agree with you. I think Pittsburgh wins. I think it's kind of an ugly game, though. I don't see a real barn burner here. Yeah. Uh, but I do see Mike Tomlin having his team ready to play. I don't think he was very happy with the showing against New England, personally. Um, and I think there might be a little bit of layover to that, uh, that giving up that law, that well, snatching mm-hmm. defeat from the jaws of victory like they did. Oddly enough, though, Nick Chubb <coughs> ran in for a touchdown with a minute 55 left. Had he just kneeled yeah. the ball yeah. on the two, game's over. Yeah. That's the second time he's done that. Yeah. Or he should have just gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for fantasy, fantasy players loved the fact they didn't because that game became wildly interesting from a fantasy perspective yep. afterwards. Yep. Um, but, yes, had he just done the I'm not going to get a touchdown and pad yep. any statistical thing other than yardage, I'm going to kneel the ball right here, game's over. They could have kneeled it, run the clock out, and been done. That's That's such a... I know it's hindsight is twenty twenty. It's but running backs have done it. For it, I don't. I, I don't yeah, think he needs yeah. to apologize. No, no I think his either. I think his defense and his special teams uh-huh. coaches yeah, uh-huh. need to apologize for what they allowed yeah. to happen. Right. Like you don't think two minutes left? I better not get this touchdown. It will just burn the clock out. And how do you let Corey yeah. Davis become wide open by about twenty yards mm-hmm. to get one of those touchdowns? I mean, come on. There was such huge gaffes by. The, the defense and special teams for Cleveland in the last two minutes of that game, I don't, I can't get mad at him for scoring no. a touchdown and going up by thirteen points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, really, especially after this weekend, two minutes is a lot of On time. On the other hand, missed extra points. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't start that mojo. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, just real quick, I think this is a winnable game by either team, but Pittsburgh had a sort of weird loss at home. I think Mike Tomlin's going to have him ready to play. I think Cleveland's capable of it, but I just I see Pittsburgh. I don't know by seven. I say if Trubisky plays the whole game, the whole game, the whole game, Cleveland wins. If he throws three picks in the first half, he's sitting the bench and fucking Pickens is going in and they win. Pickett, Pickett, sorry, Pickett, Pickens is the receiver, and Pickett yeah. will be more likely to throw the ball downfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's so if and I got a feeling, old Mitchie's gonna throw three fucking ints the first. How half. many? How many pick Mitches do you expect? Three. <laughs> three. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Nice. You do know that he's, as far as I know, the only active starting quarterback in the league that hasn't thrown a pick six in his that, career. That could change this Thursday. No, I was like, no. <laughs> very well could. Uh, moving on to uh, Sunday, uh, the Texans travel to Chicago, take on my beloved Chicago Bears. Um, this game, I think, is going to be quite ugly. From an offensive standpoint, from both teams, yep, yep. Um, I do pick my Bears to win, but it's not going to be by much. I'm saying 17 to 13, Chicago yeah. wins this I see game. See something like that, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lovey Smith will have his team ready to play. He always does. He's that defense is going to come play hard. Uh, I just this is a game where I actually think Chicago has a legitimate chance to win a game. Now, if the Texans do win, does that mean I get to talk shit about how the Broncos are better than the Bears? Probably. <laughs> if the Texans do win, I'm going to hear a lot of shit from my buddies in Texas, too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so, uh, come on, Bears! <laughs> I'll go. So, I'm rooting for the Bears. I just think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot somehow, and the Texans are going to walk off field goal for the win. Oof. Yep. Okay. Uh... Man, that sounds that sounds so possible, but so man, so shitty. Um, I I think I think Chicago needs this. Um, 
they they need the you know like they weren't expected to win over San Francisco. They clearly didn't win Green clearly, Bay, and clearly. as they shouldn't. Well, not clearly. Well, I'll tell you what was clear was there was a touchdown in that fourth quarter that did not get called. Clearly, it kind of affected that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you bend the the goal line in a bit, that ball didn't cross. Yeah, um, but clearly, but you know Let what, Houston weirdly, you can't count them out. They they got something going on. They got something cooking. Yeah, they're, they're not playing, numbers like I thought they would playing, be. They're playing. They're yeah. playing real hard. I I think this is going to be the game that we see. A a Finally, some quarterback action, and the Chicago Bears win it. Yeah. Finally. All right. God, I hope so. Uh, the next game up, uh, Las Vegas. The Raiders taking on the Tennessee Titans. And what we can only call a, one of these teams needs a get-right game. The, the worst or bowl. <laughs> yes. And given the uh, what Tennessee just had happened to them on defense in the passing game, I see this as a Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Der- uh, uh, Waller uh, pass fest. Don't know if Renfro's going to play because he still he, he got concussed at the end of the last game. I I think Las Vegas is wanting to throw the ball all over this team. I think Vegas's defense pretty good. Um, they had to deal with Kyler Murray doing the shenanigans of I'm going <laughs> to run around like a toddler, as you said, trying to escape from their parents. Um, with his pants down. With his pants down. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't want that diaper back on. Yep. Um, honestly, this will be a bigger question of does, ten, does Derrick Henry get rolling? So I think Derrick Henry gets rolling, but not enough. Uh, I, I think that if any team can copy Buffalo – Las Vegas, they if they watch that watch that game back and say, do the same thing. Can they do it as well as as Buffalo? No, but can they follow that blueprint? Yes, and I think that's what's going to get them the win. That's my question. Like if if Tennessee realizes and can quickly, because it's a quick turnaround, you mm-hmm. know, it's like can they very quickly go? Okay, this is how Buffalo fucked us the entire second, third, and fourth quarters. Like not the first quarter, you know. After that, like. Can you readjust that quickly against a team that has basically the same weapons as Buffalo has, but just hasn't been using them properly mm-hmm. as of yet? Mm-hmm. You also, know? And nothing against Carr. He is not Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah but he does yeah. throw accurately. Mm-hmm. And he's got the receivers, you know, like yes. tight end. Good, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I see I see Vegas winning this probably won't be too much. I mean, uh, uh, 21 to 13. I don't think it'll be a beating, but I think it'll also show which team has a stronger defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, we go to Kansas City versus Indianapolis. Um, <laughs> oof! I don't oof. see. I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis. Uh, I mean, twenty-four to nothing shutout at the hands of the Jags. Uh, Kansas City is rolling. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I cannot see any feasible way where Indianapolis loses this game. If Matt Ryan sits down and Air Bud starts his quarterback, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Ryan looks washed. He does. He Like, he aged 10 years in the offseason. Yes. You know? <laughs> hey, and hey, I like him. I like him a lot. But, oh. I, we, we talked at the beginning how, like, he is exactly what they need. He's exactly what they need. You got the mental acuity. He still has the arms. I, we thought. We thought. Oh, that shit's gone, apparently. <laughs> and, and if Michael Pittman's not playing, 
Right. Yep. I mean, honestly, the best way for Indianapolis to stay in this game is give Jonathan the Taylor the ball like 40 fucking Every times. Every fucking time, yep. Like, yeah, don't, don't, the, the problem is Kansas City's just going to be, going to be fucking airing that ball out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, how do you, how do you play catch up to that? But even still, uh, I think Kansas City has fun. They're, they're out there, you know, doing, you know, interesting plays and really testing the limits. They're using these guys as a punching bag. Yep. You know, I agree. I think it's going to be sad. Yep. I, I really would like, once, once Kansas City gets so far ahead, I would like to see Indianapolis start putting it together against the second squad. You know, keep the starters in for Indy. You know, play against the B team and figure your shit out. Yes. You know, don't, you know, don't try to just sail the ball and play comeback. Run your plays, you know. Yep. You know you're not going to be able to catch up, but get Taylor his yards. I mean, is, is Shaq Leonard not playing at linebacker for Indy? Like, that one player cannot make your defense that different. I mean, it's not uh, like it's Lawrence Taylor. I was like, sometimes it can. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, but he's a great linebacker. He is not that kind yeah, of linebacker. Yeah. I, I have, I do not know what has happened in Indianapolis. They don't either. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so next game could be quite a bit of fun to watch. Buffalo Ooh. travels to Miami. Uh, Miami, two and zero. Buffalo, two and zero. I'm going to say 86 to 45, <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah, the over-under for this game, especially after last week, probably a little inflated after Tua's six-touchdown game. You know what? I didn't even, I'm curious what the over-under is. Yeah, um, but here's the biggest thing. I, I think Buffalo probably gets out to a lead, and then it's a question of can Miami start to reca- get some of that magic going again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean... This is like this is like the fifth straight game I'm picking in a row where I'm going to pick the road team. I, no, that's home I, field advantage. What? Yep. No, I, I had the, the same thing. going on. Oh wait, on. no, I picked Chicago to win. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, same thing going on. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. Buffalo is on such a roll right now. Until they have a down game, I I yeah. don't think I can pick against them. So I think Buffalo takes it. Uh, I think the game is is super fun, uh, and I really want to see Miami continue what they're doing. Um. I actually got to see Waddle do the little penguin waddle yeah. celebration <laughs> last week too. That was great. I, I want I want to see them continue doing what they're doing. Um, really, like, I, do I think that they can take on Buffalo's defense the way they took on Baltimore? No, Baltimore got shook near the end. Something like that was a totally different phenomena that we that we witnessed. Well, one of but Buffalo's... they're still they they have Waddle is is legit. It's absolutely legit. Playing next to the best wide receiver, one of one top of. three, I would say. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, Tyree Kill. He's and still one of the fastest men in the NFL. Yeah. The only thing that really would help because I believe it's Micah Hyde for Buffalo had to leave the game with an injury. Does he play this week? Because mm. losing one of those safeties, I'm not saying it turns the whole game, but when you are lacking an All-Pro safety, if he doesn't play against offense. those wide yeah. receivers. Mm-hmm. It opens up the deep bomb that yep. then we'll see. Can yep. Tua actually throw accurately deep? Mm-hmm. Truly, because a lot, quite a few of those passes in the last one, like, I mean, not super short, like fifteen yard pass, but then it's just Waddle and Tyree Killer so fast. Yep. Good luck. Um, but no, I'm calling Buffalo to win this game. I do think it's to be a high scoring one. I would say probably ah, we'll go thirty one to 20, 21. Probably Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo, but I think it'll be the first time, and it's good it's so early in the season, the Buffalo does have to play an offense that is really locked in already. 
Mm. Like, just based on the first two games of Miami, like, this is really good for Buffalo to have to deal with this week three. Because it can only build character. Even if they lose, it can only build character. I don't think they will. And Miami's actually kind of a tough place to go play, at least for some teams. Like, they always play New England real tough at home. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, can they carry that on and actually do that against Buffalo as well? Again, I think Buffalo's offense, too much for Miami. But I said the same thing about the Ravens last week. So, I give them a puncher's chance, but I do say Buffalo by about 10. Going Miami. Oh, oh. I think Buffalo is very capable of winning. I just think there's too many questions mark question marks in Buffalo secondary right now. So I'm going Miami. Fair enough. All right. Uh, moving on to a game, I'm actually really excited to see just from a standpoint of uh, the offenses: Detroit versus Minnesota. Uh, as far as Minnesota, it's more of question of can the offense get back to Week One's uh, show showing for Detroit. It's can they keep this up because. Right now, Amon Ross St. Brown looks like he's vaulting himself into like the top five wide receiver category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, eight straight games with eight or more receptions. That's a, that's tied an NFL record. Yeah, yeah. He's looked like absolutely legit. DeAndre Swift is a beast out of the backfield. They still have Chark. They have Jamal Williams as the second running back. They have a good offensive line. Jared Goff is actually looking like prime L.A. Jared Goff. Um. That running game that they have for he so he can do play action, all those fun things. Amon Ross St. Brown, he just seems to get open. But then the question is Minnesota. Uh, you know, you have Justin Jefferson. We get it. And that is a top three wide yeah. receiver league. Mm-hmm. Maybe number mm-hmm. one. It's definitely between him, Jamar Chase, and well, I guess we got all these top four because Stefan Diggs and yeah. Terry Kill. Like, yeah. Then once you get to the top though, because then there's Devontae Adams too. Like those top yeah. wide receivers <laughs> are so good. So fun to watch. But Will they find a second option? They hit Irv Smith a little bit more in yeah. the game. Um, Osborne a little bit late. Is Adam Thielen washed? Kind of a question. Can KJ Osborne step up if he is? Everyone is saying that he's washed. It's two games. It is. You know, it's, it's so he, early. Is he not getting looks? Like he, is he open but not getting? I don't, looks? Not until the fourth quarter did he get a pass thrown his way that I'm yeah. aware of in the Monday night game. So, but also like in his career, he's been so good down near the goal line in the in the red zone, like. Yeah. But they're just looking at Justin Jefferson yeah. constantly. Right. So I, I do think there's a question there of can they get the offense like, okay, yes, Jefferson is amazing. Yes, we can throw him the ball, but you have to look at the other targets as well. Yep. I am going with Detroit. Um, and not for logical reasons. Um, for for the energy that they've got right now. Um, I'm here for it and I'm gonna and I'm gonna support it with a pick because, you know, they haven't done this in a while, and I want to see it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that positive vibe out in the fucking universe and go to Detroit. I'm here with you. Simple as that. All right. I mean, part of me is like, you know, I agree with you. I love the energy. Uh, their defense has given up a lot of yardage and points in the first two weeks. Um, so I think this could be a get right game for Minnesota, especially because it's not in prime time. So. Kirk Cousins is kind of primed to go off for about 303 touchdowns. Um, it's like, wait, 1 o'clock? Fuck yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go Detroit, but I'm going a high-scoring one here. I actually think we're going to see a, I say a 35 to 31. Oh, yeah, I love Ooh. it. And I would I love, love I want it. I want these offenses going off. They are fun to watch. I like that, too. I'm not picking Minnesota until they show me they can do Minnesota things. So, Detroit. Fair enough. I'm going Minnesota. I think the game plan, the kind of like what you alluded to earlier, is like, oh yeah, we have Dalvin Cook, and I don't think it's gonna be 35-31, but I think it'll be, I don't know, 28-24. I'm going Minnesota. Fair enough. 
Uh, Baltimore travels to New England, try to get the taste of being outscored 28-3 to in the fourth quarter. It is weird how that 28-3 to number just pops up so often ever since that Atlanta-New England Super Bowl. Well, now we're looking for it. Yeah. So. Well, that's true. Um, but Baltimore looked like they were just going to run away with that game this past weekend. Uh, took just opening the offense up by Miami to make it a loss for Baltimore. New England looks looked good against this, the Steelers. I uh, they they run the ball well. They got two good running backs in uh, Stevenson and Harris. They've got uh, interesting wide receivers. I guess guys that have never really done a whole lot elsewhere, but have worked well in that offense. I still am waiting. I, I'm sorry, you cannot have a, a second, just third week in a row. I've mentioned it. I don't see how you have a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator as your offense co-offensive coordinators. I still think it's going to come back to bite New England in the ass on that one. Belichick always schemes a good defense, though, uh, to take away your best weapon. <coughs> I don't know how you do that when the best weapon is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe take Mark Andrews out of the game, try to throw him off that way. But uh, I okay. see, I, I see the best <laughs> tight end playing right now. I know, right? I see John Harbaugh having Baltimore ready to play, and they're angry. I don't think New England's offense can do quite enough. I would say Baltimore wins this one. It's going to be a closer game, though. I would say like a 24 to 20. I, I think that... Uh, New England has every opportunity to study the tape against Baltimore and say you got you got your ass kicked in a quarter, and there's something there to dissect. What were your weaknesses? How do we exploit it? Except the fucking brain trust is a mess. You know, Belichick can can look at all the things he wants, but like you got these two offensive co coordinators. That are defensive minded, you need them, you know, like I, you need them to be focused on offense and how to beat Baltimore on the offensive end. And I think it's a clusterfuck. So, had they been tighter, had there been someone who was, you know, really owned the offensive spot, they could have put a better game plan together. Because uh, the New England is known for sick strategies, but it's too much of a mess. And I don't think they can do that. And Baltimore is just so athletic. And I think they've got it. I think Lamar Jackson puts on a goddamn show again. And it's them. Them by a lot. I think it's a late show for Baltimore this time. I think the first half is going to be pretty close. I think Baltimore might go into the half down by a score. And then they're just going to let LJX loose. Like, you know, they, we keep doing these plans. We're doing what we were doing before. And they're containing you. Break away from that, you know. Mm-hmm. Start from scratch. Read the field. Make something happen, and I think they will. Yep. So I'm agreeing with all you guys about Lamar and Baltimore. But the point I want to make about this game is thinking back. I don't think I've ever seen a bad or unentertaining game between Baltimore and New England as long as I can remember. They're just always good games, always highly contested, and it's usually like within ten points every time. So either way, I'm looking forward to this. But Baltimore as well. All right. Cincinnati travels to New Jersey, take on the Jets. This could um, be a lot of fun for the Jets. This, <laughs> I tell you what, though, that Jets defense is not good. So this actually could be finally the game. It's okay, because since these offense is garbage right Well, now. right now they are, but this could be a get-right game for them. Oh, I can see Jamar Chase yeah. in that passing game just going Light it up for 200. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati's defense also hasn't looked that good, though, and thus far Joe Flacco is close to leading the league in passing yards, and I believe he is leading the league in pass attempts. 
<laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> 2015 called, and their quarterback is still playing. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I think Cincinnati gets right in this one. Uh, the Jets are going to have to be throwing the ball constantly again. Um, but I see Cincinnati winning this one by about 10. I say uh, Jets 24-21. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on the Jets. Uh, uh, not in a logical sense. Um, I think that I think a Flacco's got nothing to fucking lose. He's got one or two more games under his belt before Wilson comes back. He's going to want to ball out. I think that that uh, Cincinnati's going to allow that to happen, and they're going to ball out too. It's going to be it's going to be you know bombs all the way down the field. Um, Flacco is not leading uh, uh, with passing yards. He is he is behind a little bit to uh, Carson Wentz. Of course. <laughs> hey, listen. Garbage time is stat time. And but also, <laughs> what universe do we live in? Leading, leading all of them is Tua because you know, because Waddle helps. He threw for a thousand <laughs> fucking yards last game. But I, you know, no, no real logical reason. I think I think that the Cincinnati is still kind of falling apart. Um, they get better, and this is going to be their get right game. But the Jets still just, you know, at home they're coming off. Coming off a win and uh, an unexpected, well, I guess it's always an unexpected win if you're a Jet, but um, <laughs> I think I think they 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 keep the momentum going. Yeah, I just think the fun pick is the Jets. I I don't know what's going on with Cincinnati, and I think it's going to be another like, what the fuck did you guys just do, Cincinnati? So I'm going Jets by seven. All, right. All y'all are going against the Bungles. All right, uh, Philadelphia travels to Washington. Yes, Washington has put up a lot of points in the first two weeks. Um, I do think Philadelphia's defense is far better than any defense they've played so far. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts is looking absolutely legitimate this year. Devonta Smith got in on the action this week. A.J. Brown is still there. They have three running backs that they hand the ball off to that are playing really well. And that's not even keeping in, taking into account the fact that Jalen Hurts is running the ball all over the place as well. Um I am picking a lot of road teams this week. That's kind of scary, but I am going Philadelphia over Washington. There will be a there will be a late push by the commies uh, because Wentz will start throwing, and they do have a stable of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, Jahan Dotson, rookie wideout, playing really well. Uh, Samuel's playing really well for them, and they still have Scary Terry, who's been underutilized. Yes, since, you know, yeah. So I'm. They have a lot of interesting weapons in Washington, but I think Philadelphia this week they. And Chase Young's still out for the Commies as well. He's out for at least the first four weeks recovering from an ACL injury from last se- last season. I-, I think Philadelphia's too much for him. Philadelphia's looking really good. It's mm-hmm. hard not to pick them. Um, you know, Washington hasn't played anyone of note, really. Um, they've been fine. Um, they're not a bad team at all. Uh, I think when, all, when the dust settles, they're going to finish... You know, second or third, depending on how the Cowboys, you know, figure their life out. But uh, it, it's Philadelphia, man. It's got to be Philadelphia. They look, they look sharp. Yeah, look I say sharp. Philadelphia too. I, I think it was a good game, and then when they play again at the end of the season, it's going to be really important. Absolutely. Uh, which brings us to New Orleans going to Carolina. Uh, New Orleans at one and one. Carolina winless. Uh, Jameis Winston playing with fractures in his back. Uh, just an ugly game against Tampa Bay last week all around for New Orleans. Uh, Carolina playing with a real need to win. 
I, I'm a, I cannot believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to pick the Panthers win this one, but it's going to be a low Me scoring too. game. I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm if actually it's seventeen thirteen, I'll be shocked if they score that many points. I'm, I'm actually with you on that. And and there's something interesting about New Orleans that that they need another year or two if they can keep some of the same squad. A few key players, they'll get better and better. But I think Carolina's due. Winston's back is going to be a problem all season. I'm thinking 13-10 Carolina it's at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a fun game. Not ended, but like maybe a minute left. They finally get a Uh, feel. I I get the feeling that unless you're a fan of these teams, it's not going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, Jacksonville travels to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Jacksonville is 1-1 currently. Lost to the Commies in week one. Uh, Beat the pants off the Colts last week. Chargers also 1-1. Beat the Raiders pretty handily week one. Um, lost to the Chiefs last week. For them, the biggest question mark is Herbert's uh, rib cartilage injury. Uh, can he play through that pain? Um, if he does get an injection shot, will they puncture his lung just like they did Tyrod <laughs> Taylor a couple of years ago in the third game of the season? Um, but the Chargers defense with Mack and Bosa, they have they can always run on uh, rely on Austin Eckler in the backfield. I think the Chargers win this game. It'll be a little closer than I would have predicted at the beginning of the season. But I see Chargers winning this game at 24-13. I don't know if Jacksonville even gets 13. So I, I do think Jacksonville gets 13, maybe a little bit more, but I think that's because it's garbage time numbers. Um, Chargers get up ahead, um, and then they're, they're, I think they want to get ahead early and then pull Herbert. Uh, and then, and even still, now you're just prevent defense. Um, and Jacksonville, you know, Starts coming back a little bit. I think it ends up being a higher score than, you know, in 20, 27 to, to 18 to, to 20 kind of thing. But it's uh, uh, we'll be able to see some, some balling out for Jacksonville in that last quarter for sure. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams travel to Arizona, take on the Cardinals, who cardiac kids went in that game at the end last week. Uh, the Rams got up pretty good on the Falcons and uh, had some special teams gaffes. And uh, Falcons took advantage, made that game closer than it than the score. Well, it wasn't as close as the score would suggest, but they made the score close enough to make you think it was a close yeah, game. Yeah. Um, Arizona's defense looked better in the second half last week, but my God, they looked like garbage leading up to that. Mm. And their offense looked listless until it finally became Kyler Murray saying, I'm just going to scramble around until someone is open or I have to run it. Pretty much every time they're in the red zone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like Cliff Kingsbury's offense is having such an issue with just punching the ball in. It's yeah. it, it's worrisome to me, especially when you're going against Aaron Donald and that defense. I don't think the Cardinals can scramble against the defense or the Rams. Yeah. Oh, no, and, not like they did last and, week. And no. that was a, a weird, fun thing we watched. It was actually super fun football to watch. I don't think they can do that. I don't know how Arizona... They're a better team than they started the season, and I... But the way they finished that game didn't make them a good team, and that was that was pure talent, pure speed. But yeah, they can't do that against the Rams. I think the Rams take it. Yeah, I say Rams like twenty eight twenty. Yeah, that seems like a fairly good score. Uh, Atlanta takes on Seattle in the why does anyone care other than Falcons and uh, Seahawks uh, groups. Uh, I mean, Atlanta they have looked they've. Again, they they scored in garbage time last week to make that game appear closer than it had been. Uh, they had the lead against New Orleans in Week One. Seattle did beat Denver Week One. Um, did not look very good against San Francisco last week. 
I, I cannot believe. I, I don't know. It's Marcus Mariota versus Geno Smith. Like, what is going on right now? I, I, <laughs> I Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to give them the nod because Mariota's been kind of playing better than expected. I'd like to see that. I don't. I don't care to watch Geno Smith. He's so up and down. You know, this does I, not feel like a game where you think he could do really well, I, and he just shits the bed. Exactly. I don't. I don't. Want, I don't give a. Sh- I'm, I don't want to watch this game at all, to be honest. You know, uh, but I, you know, I, I I got Atlanta, and and for no real reason, to be honest. It just you know, they both both teams suck, and uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Atlanta. Win. I'm gonna say Kyle Pitts finally has a good game this season. Oh, he needs I say it. Drake London continues his hot start, and I say Seattle's uh, offense, like their woes, continue from last week. I say uh, teams combined don't throw for more than 250 yards. Oh, oh. And it's a tie. 13 oh. <laughs> 13. Oh. oh, my God. That'd be brutal. Oh, you're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Green Bay travels to Tampa Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Packers had their get right game against the Bears this past uh, Sunday night. Tampa Bay won an ugly one against New Orleans, but the Tampa Bay offense, we have some real issues here. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is still not playing very well. You tack on to that the fact that in all likelihood they're going to be without Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, and they're definitely without Mike Evans, who is suspended for this game. Yep, for being a dumbass. Yes. Uh, I believe he was told. He was told. The coach, you the they got audio. The coach said, go protect Brady. And he turned around and he sprinted. And that's when he oh, fucking blindsided the guy. I didn't hear that audio. And that's, yep. He said, "Go protect That's Brady." That's a shitty coach. I, oh, I mean, he took it in a way that was a little bit more. Tom Brady has his own Uggs he can take off and smack <laughs> the guy with, right? I, but I also love when Mike Evans is arguing with the with the refs, and he goes, "It's Tom fucking Brady. What do you want me to do?" I love that audio. Like it's yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that too. But uh, Green Bay by a lot. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I think Green Bay's still shaky. Uh, I don't know if they've quite figured it out. Tampa Bay's defense is good. Uh, and I think that's I think that's still going to bring some problems to what Green Bay's got to offer. Uh, and then Brady has got so much other stuff going on in his life outside of football. Things are shaky inside of football. And I think he's just such a fucking machine to him Pure focus on throwing that football is what he. That's what he does. To who? I to fucking anyone. All right. Well, apparently Bruce Arians doesn't hang out in the booth anymore, so he'll be free downfield. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Just make the ball look like a Twinkie, and he'll catch it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think. I mean, again, I think all the Tampa Bay injuries. Brady can try to do Brady things, but like today's going to be his first Giselle date of the football season, right? You know, it's Giselle Wednesday for Tom Brady. And Green Bay, I mean, after winning but not looking good against the Bears, I think they want to put some more shit on the show. And I think Green Bay, not by a ton, but it's not going to be pretty. I think Tom Brady's going to do Tom Brady things. I think he's got two two day, or two days or weeks to berate his teammates. Regardless I don't know who are. you are. Yeah. What? Where'd you come from? You're picking against the Bills. Bills are going to lose. You're picking Tom Brady's Brady to win. do well. I know. You're going completely against everything you believe in. I know. I just oh think he's, he's had God. two weeks to get whoever is going to be lining up out there right. And it, yeah. What are those right. shapeshifters called from... Uh, Doppelgangers. No, from uh, Mrs. Marvel. Captain Marvel. 
The Scrolls? The Scrolls. Are you a scroll? Also, Mrs. Marvel, not a bad show. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it takes us into the Sunday night game. San Francisco travels to Denver. Yes. Primetime Denver. Primetime Denver, where Russ has cooked a bunch of raw chicken he's been serving people for to give some salmonella to his teammates. That's all I can tell, because they have not looked good. They are one and one, but holy shit. Russ, Russ is not a good chef. Uh, no. Russ, no. Russ doesn't cook. He gets Blue Apron. <laughs> uh, at the same time, though, the San Francisco gonna have to call <laughs> the Twenty ers again. <clears throat> a lot of injuries. Admittedly, the Trey Lance one, and it sucks for Trey Lance because yeah. young kid. I don't like to see a season-ending injury like that. But is Jimmy Garoppolo stepping in really a bad thing for their offense? Not no. really. Doesn't seem like no. it. Looks like the passing weapons are going to be a little bit better with him. And George Kittle finally got some practice in this week. We might finally see him this season. Uh, you still have Debo. You've still got Brandon Ayuk. You have Jeff Wilson, who is not a bad running back for them, that is still healthy. He's like the lone one from the start of the season on their depth chart that is still healthy. Um, Denver, uh, KJ Hamler should be playing this week. Jerry Judy, they said it was a, a rib injury of some yeah. sort. I don't know if he plays or not. They still have uh, um, Sutton. 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 Uh, oh, does Patrick Sertan play this week? Is he, is no, he he's out. He's out? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. You never know. Russ might do some prime vintage Russ things. I, I see it being a close game. I do see San Francisco winning it. Uh, I'm going to say 27 to 21. I'm feeling you. I'm going to echo what you're saying. Uh, don't. I don't want to make eye contact, Brian. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say San Francisco. <laughs> well, I don't want to sound like uh, Eric over here, but injuries on both sides, but San Francisco is a stronger team. So I think it's going to be – I think Denver's going to do well. I think it's going to be Denver's best game this season. Not going to be good enough to beat the Niners. Has there ever been a situation before where your starting quarterback goes out and the quarterback that replaces him <laughs> is the team that took you to the NFC Championship the year yeah, before? right? No, never. Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Like – Oh, by the way, his contract. I finally found out some information. It's six and a half million guaranteed, yeah. right? For every game that he plays at least a quarter of, he gets grand. an extra two hundred fifty thousand. Oh. If they win the game, he gets an extra fifty thousand on top of that. So for all these games he starts, it, it, it just starts and plays a quarter of the game. He's getting an extra quarter million. If they win the game, an extra fifty thousand on top of that. He could make like almost fifteen million dollars this season. I thought someone said last game they're like, "Do you realize you just made three hundred and fifty million?" No, 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 not three hundred thousand. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, three hundred, yeah. three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. I thought I heard three hundred fifty thousand was what he made for that game. Wow, so, that's just insane. Yeah, yeah. So that's just what I heard. I, it, the no, numbers no, could that be. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it, good on them for keeping him and not trading him like everyone thought they should because now it's really going to pay them mm -hmm. dividends. And again, yep. I, it sucks though for Trey Lance. I, I hate to see that yep. happen. I think I think Russ is overdue. Give me Denver by six. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that takes us into the Monday night game. Uh, Dallas travels to uh, East Rutherford. Cooper Rush. Take on the Giants. Cooper Rush. Tom Brady. <laughs> which, which, which team is actually who they were based on last week? The Giants. 2 0. They've beaten a reeling Titans team and the Panthers. Uh, I'm not. Listen, wins are wins. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Dallas lost Tampa Bay in the first week, and then uh, even with Cooper Rush, they looked good last week. And I just want to point out, we discussed earlier this this uh, this year or this season, 
uh, like possible defensive player of the year candidates. Micah Parsons is an absolute phenomenon oh, yeah. rushing the passer. I mean, he is not a big guy, and I watched him absolutely bull rush the shit out of one of the offensive linemen for Cincinnati. He's a beast. So can you keep Daniel Jones safe from that? Because Daniel Jones has something like 51 turnovers in his career starts, and fumbles are a huge chunk of those. Can you stop that rush from getting to him? I think becomes a huge question. As far as the, the Dallas offense goes, Zeke Elliott hasn't looked great this week, this year. Nope. His backup has. Mm-hmm. Old Tony Pollard has looked really good. Yeah. Uh, they actually did get the ball to C.D. Lamb quite well last week. Uh, Cooper Rush managed to deal with all the issues on that offensive line quite well. Uh, might be our first game we get to see Kayvon Thibodeau play for the Giants. I don't know what he's capable of as a pro. He's supposed to be a great edge rusher. I hope he gets to play. I want to see these top rookies mm-hmm. playing. Yep. I want to see yep. what they can do. Yep. Um, all that being said... And I have to avoid eye contact with Scotty on this one. <laughs> I am predicting that Dallas wins this game. I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be high scoring. I'm going like a 17-14 to 14 game here. Um, but I do see Dallas mo- mainly because I think Micah Parsons is the best player on the field and on either side of the ball for either team. And I think his presence, more than anything else, helps Dallas win this game. I, I'm, I'm not going to not look at Scotty, but I think uh, Dallas wins this 16 14. Mm. And they went on a safety. So uh, I agree. Michael Parsons is one of the best on the field. Saquon Barkley's looking great. He is. Uh, and I think that. Boy, if you want to keep your boy alive, well, yeah. give it to Saquon. Um, and, and I think that's where you know they need to rely on him. Um, they need to get some points early. I, I definitely have my concerns about Micah Parsons, though. I mean, the, the O-line has been ugly for the Giants. I'm, I was really hesitant on this one, and then Vegas actually had Giants by one, and I was like, Ooh. well, fucking Vegas, if you got him, I got him. So let's go New Jersey Giants. I like it. I'll look at Scotty. I picked him as an offensive rookie of the year. Evan O'Neill, the tackle of the Giants, drafted. Saquon's looking nice. Daniel Jones will do everything in his power to fuck it up, but I still think Saquon and <laughs> that run game, I think pff, a barn burner 10-7. There you go. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I ask yeah. you one question It's gonna It's going to suck for Monday Night fans. Are we finally going to see Kadarius Tony unleashed? It would be nice, but this is not the, not the time to do it. Trying try to, try to throw the ball to him? I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that right now. Well, not, against, not against Dallas I tell you defense, what. no. Hey. So... Kenny Galladay, signed last offseason to like a $50 million contract. Barely seeing the field. Now, I don't blame him. They didn't sign him to that contract. They don't care who's been paid the most money. They want the guys who is, are actually going to produce out there. Does that bother you a little bit that you're paying that much for that guy? I, I don't, it's, it's, it's not about the money part of it. It's about uh, you kept him for a reason. Use him. Use him. He's yeah. a big-bodied wide receiver that can get contested balls downfield. I don't think I don't think they figured out how, and I'm so glad we got Dayball. He is he is clearly doing some good things for the team. I don't think they figured out the cleanest way to start getting that ball down the field, uh, and you know, giving Jones enough time to to get those those plans in place. So Fair I think enough. that's why. Um, and in this case, this to to beat Dallas, let's not try to throw the ball. Let's just give it to fucking Barkley and let him 
Don't Let overthink it. it. Yeah, yeah. So Low do you think like a New England last know. season when they played Buffalo and they, yeah. they ran the ball yeah. so much that I think Mac Jones threw the ball three times? Yep. In a yep. victory? Yep. Four times? Yep. Four attempts, three completions? Yep, yep, do that. Okay. All right, well, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, as always, I want to remind everyone at the end of these, if you've never uh, tuned in for the Sunday night show that we do, we live stream ourselves on Twitch. We do what we call barroom commentary. The idea being, we are the three assholes you four, pardon me, Scum Hunter. The four of us uh, are the assholes that you would be sitting next to at the bar talking about the game with. Uh, when If you tune in, Turn on the game, turn on the volume, put us on the computer, listen to us, chime in on the chat board. We love communicating with everybody, uh, but please come check it out if you would. Half the distance live on Twitch, 8 o'clock Sunday night. Uh, again, thank you very much for coming to listen to the podcast. If you liked it, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Really appreciate it. Y'all have a nice day. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a like, maybe follow. We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets. We have TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that we probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half the Distance Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch, making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.